change is inevitable and can often be chaotic. However, when it's fully organized, change can be dynamic, powerful, and progressive. The Organizing for Change podcast will help you move from a spectator to a difference maker and will assist you in bringing positive change to your community, your city, and perhaps of most importance, you. Hosted by Amanda Decker, Drug-Free Communities Substance Use Prevention Coordinator, mom to many, entrepreneur, and fan of great conversation, Organizing for Change is heard in over 40 countries and every state in the USA. We are delighted that you've joined us today, because after all, we do this for you, and that will never change. Here's Amanda. Welcome to episode 33 of the Organizing for Change podcast, where our goal is to equip coalitions, organizations, and individuals to bring change to their community. Please join us on Facebook. Our group is simply called Coalition Coordinators. This group is designed as a resource for substance use prevention coalition coordinators. I hope you join us and other prevention coordinators around the globe for ideas, discussion, and support. In the field of prevention, we either meet people who have lost someone close to them or we have lost someone close to us ourselves. Grief is something we all experience as humans. My guest today, Kevin Kadamus, is someone who has walked through and is walking through grief. In this episode, he candidly shares how his grief has changed him and how he has brought positive change from his grief. I hope this episode encourages you today. Without further ado, my interview with Kevin Kadamus. So welcome to the Organizing for Change podcast. I'm here today with uh, Kevin Kadamus, who is the director of Jacob's Ladder, a nonprofit up in New Hampshire? Uh, Vermont. Vermont. And New Hampshire. And northern New Hampshire. All right. So uh, why don't you just tell us a little bit about Jacob's Ladder, because I am kind of clueless about it. Um, I know some of the backstory, but maybe you could share that for the rest of our audience, too, and um, how it came to be. Sure. Well, uh, Jacob Ladder Ministries uh, started out of um, a tragedy uh, and a, a sad story. Um, my family and we've been avid hunters and outdoors people for years. And um, uh, me and my boys would go out and to have a lot of fun. And um, one day we were out turkey hunting and... Um, we had a plan. We had everything laid out for the day, and uh, some bad weather rolled in, um, and some turkeys came in, and then my son got confused on where he was and came into a zone where I was, and I was shooting at some turkeys, and my son ended up being in the way of where I was shooting, and I struck him, and, um, and he passed away in my arms, and uh went through a very, very difficult time through that. Sure. So um, he was a, a well-known athlete in Northern Vermont. Uh, he was uh, playing varsity ball, um, baseball, football, uh, hockey, real good hockey player, he played on some elite teams. So he, re- he was really well-known. 
Um, but he had a he had a heart for others. Um, like I, I never knew another kid like that. I mean, I've always known known kids that you know they they seem to have that type of nice personality or whatever. But he was the jock. He was the cool kid, right? Where you wouldn't expect that. But he had dyslexia, so he knew what it was like to be somebody with a secret. And he didn't like it when people picked on others that were less fortunate, that had issues, um, whatever that it may be. And he was kind of their, their defender. So that made me really proud of him. And uh, But he would call us from his friend's house and say, hey, I met my friends and they don't have any food. Can you bring some food? So we'd go into the freezer, find whatever casserole was in there and bring it down to him. And then he would just bring random kids home. Um, we'd sit around the kitchen table, uh, hold hands, say a prayer before we ate, and all the kids would look at us like, you guys eat here all the time? And like, yeah. I said, well, I'm 15 years old. I've never sat at the kitchen table before. Yeah. And it was a regular thing with him. So after we lost him, we wanted to do something that would share his memory on how people knew him mm -hmm. and what he did, and we would in turn do the same. That's beautiful. So tell me a little bit about what the organization does. Well, we help people um, with the Jacob's Ladder Ministries, the, the name in itself with a ladder, we help people with a step up. Um, those people have gone through tragedies or hard times, maybe lost a job, um, or just the circumstances of life have, sure. have gotten them down. Um, we're there to help them get that next step up and help guide and direct them into places that can help them, whether it be somewhere in a church or uh, the state or wherever, we can help direct them. And sometimes it's as simple as um, I'm hungry, so we, we give them a gift card to go out to dinner. Um, they need some gas money, so we'll give them a, a gas card. Um, simple little things that go a long way that normally they would have to go and try to apply for something that they probably won't get for, you know, 30 or 60 days. Yeah, sure. And they can, we can help them out. Maybe somebody lost their job and they need um, to pay for, um, you know, the electric bill. So, um, you know, we'll help them with that. Simple things, but... It's one of those things can help and go a long ways. Yeah, definitely. So I was just thinking a little bit about just the incredible tragedy that your family and just how did you, like what helped you through that? I mean, it's just amazing to see all the beautiful good that you've brought out of such a horrific thing. But I mean, I can't imagine it just must have been such an incredible challenge and still an incredible challenge to deal with that incredible pain. It is. Um, I, I remember, um, you know, we, we're we a faith-based family. We believe in God. And I remember that day saying, God, I'm not going to forsake you. I made a choice. It, we all have choices in life. And depending on those choices, we can go down a path of destruction or a path um, to bring light back to the world. And as our family went through this hard time, we looked at each other and we all promised each other that we would not leave each other over this. And I think 
verbally saying those words made a big difference. Yeah. Um, I did have a very difficult time, obviously, because I'm the one that, that did it um, for, for about two or three years. I really don't remember too much that went on during that time. Sure. But um, obviously we had a strong family and a church that helped us uh, along the, the way. And because of their help, and somehow we made it through without losing our home and everything because I couldn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it gave us the idea to, hey, we need to help others and give back, you know. Yeah. Um, and so that's what we're doing. Um, but we, we relied on a lot of people to help support us. Definitely. What do you think are some of the things that just you specifically did to just help yourself like get through the day-to-day you know just make it through another day um well radio was a big part of that i you know i put on uh, uh i put on the message on serious radio and i listened to message a lot a lot of the, uh, christian radio and so for those who don't understand what the message is the message is on uh, serious xm um it's a christian based uh radio station a modern day music um mm-hmm but it's uplifting it's it really puts a smile on your heart when you listen to it so that helped me through the day um also yeah, my wife and i would read books together uh about grief and other people that have gone through the same thing and how we 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 went through that um so that that helped us um work through the the rough times yeah so what, when you reference books, what are some of the books that you read and maybe some of the things that you kind of took away from them? Um, let's see. My wife really likes one. Um, it's I think it's called The Journey or The Journey Unknown or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and then we also um, read the a book um, about... The cabin. I can't think of it right now. Oh, the shack. Uh, the shack. There yeah, it is. Yeah. The shack. Yes. Thank yeah. you. Uh, we read the shack, and um, and that really helped us uh, put in perspective what was going on in our life. And we were fortunate enough; somebody put our names into um, a national contest that we didn't even know about, and we actually got to go on a cruise um, called the Music Boat. And the author of The Shack was on, on that boat. Wow. So we got to meet him and tell him a little bit about our story. So wow. so similar things. He lost a child as well. So through it, um, the healing process, I started noticing helping others that were in similar, or, you know, loss comes in all kinds of different forms. But about two and a half years after um, our our tragedy another person in our church uh was snow plowing and accidentally backed over his child and our pastor called me and asked if i would go down to the hospital and i walked in the room and they both looked at me and said what do we do and i said you need to tell each other right now that you're going to stick together because if you don't you'll you'll break apart because it's in the high 90s of people that have been through hard times, they break apart because mm-hmm. they're trying to deal with it themselves rather than together. Everybody grieves in their own way. Sure. Um, and so what's right for one person is different for somebody else, but you've got to have that promise 
that you are going to fight that and stay together. And they did. And they're still together, and they've had a few more kids. So, you know, life is, is continuing to go on, but the memories are always there. Yeah. Yep. When you say that people grieve in different ways, what do you mean by that? You know, some people um, need to be left alone. Um, some people need to be surrounded with music all the time. That was me. You know, my wife was more, she needed to be alone. Um, others will cry a lot. Um, others will get angry and shake their hands to the sky, right? Um, other people need to go back to the grave site on a regular basis. So, you know, I don't. I, it's not who I am, and I'd rather share memories in a different way. Yeah, sure. And when you think of just I'm sure there's a lot of people that said a lot of things to you over the years that are just that's not a very helpful thing to say. What are some of those not helpful things to say, oh. and what are some then better things that people could have said? There's a lot of things that people, the people, you know, they want to help, but they yeah. don't know how to help. And really, we had another friend that lost her husband, and we went up to her and said, this really sucks. Yeah. And she smiled. Yeah. And she gave us a hug and she goes, now that's the best thing anybody's told me today. Yeah. Because it does. We're human. You yeah. know, it hurts. Um, you know, telling us, well, that's God's will and, you know, he has better plans and they're an angel now. The one I hate is uh, they're in a better place. They're in a better place. Ah, don't say that. Don't ever say that to people. Yeah. That is the wrong thing to say. Um, you know, especially we, we've gone through some counseling things like grief share and stuff. And that oh. is just you don't say that. But people have good intentions. Yes. But, you know, you just want to pop them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like be quiet. You know, don't say that. Don't say that. You so know, what, just what give them a hug. OK, just give them a hug and say, man, I'm sorry. This stuff, you know, this sucks. It's, it's awful. And it is. And yeah. just say, I'm here for you. Whatever you need. And yeah. usually they're not going to do anything, but at least they know. Yeah. And that's good enough. Yeah. It really is. Are there any other big ones that like people should not say? Oh, man. You know, you shouldn't just, you should never say, it's time to get over it. It's mm. time to move on. Mm. Because, again, everybody agrees in different ways and different times. For some people, two to three months they might be, okay, I got to focus and get back to my life. And other people, it's two or three years or four years. Or in my case, it's 10 years now. Yeah. I'm never getting over it. Yeah. So I'm not going to move on and, right. and put it behind me. I'm going to use that to help others. Yeah. So, you know, you shouldn't tell people just, it's time to move on and, right. and your grieving time is over. Because that's, yeah. that's not right. We You learn... Uh, during through times like this, how to channel it and how to file it. Basically, it's in that filing cabinet. It's always there. You can pull it out and look at it, but you could put it back. Mm -hmm. And that's that's usually what happens with people that have gone through these tough times because then you learn how to uh, use it uh, at the right appropriate times, mm -hmm. um, and then put it down when you need to. So yeah, it's good. Mm -hmm. I heard um, a great TED talk recently on grief, and um, the woman who was speaking had lost her husband, um, and just, she said that, 
you never move on. You just move forward. That's exactly right. Yeah. It, one of the best things that we we did get advice on from somebody else that, that lost somebody was just do the next thing. Mm-hmm. That might be getting out of bed. Yeah. All right. Taking a shower, putting your clothes on, you know, do the next thing. Don't worry about an hour from now. Yeah. Eventually you will get there. Yeah. Okay. So it, it, and it takes the big burden off of you when you can just say, you know what, I'm doing the next thing, whatever that may be. Sure. Get a cup of coffee. Yeah. You know, turn on the radio and just start living. Yeah. You know. And now you have uh, some other kids, too, um, and obviously mm-hmm. this must have just wrecked them as well. What mm-hmm. are some things that your family did to help them process grief right. and walk through this? Well, um, I, I had a, an older son, so and he was coming to meet us that morning. So he, um, you know, it was, it was tough because he was getting married that summer. Um, his brother was going to be the best man, so... Uh, just a lot of support. A lot of his friends got around him to help him through that whole time and help him get through his marriage a few months later. Um, but he had to, you know, he joined uh, uh, a young adult group and, you know, he had people to lean on there in his old own age group. And, of course, he knew that we were there for him. Yeah. And uh, my daughter, she was young. She was like 12. And when you're younger, you grieve differently. Mm-hmm. And she actually struggled while she was in college, when she became past the age that her brother was, and then finally realized, the adult in her started realizing what the weight of it was. Yeah. She was in college, so she had at least a group of people there that she could rely on. And she went to a very good college where they had counselors there that, she was able to go see. Um, I do recommend that. My wife and I and my daughter, we all went to counselors and um, got to talk through it. And, you know, it, it does help. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. What are some of the things um, that you, like some of the wisdom or insight you got from counseling that you're just, you were really able to just hang on to? It, it's, it's um, you know, they, they reassure that, hey, um, your life is still going on. You got people that count on you, and you know, and you count on them at the same time. Mm. And that, you know, you know, your family needs you. They need you to go on. God wants you to go on. Um, and you have a choice. And they bring that back up too. You do have a choice on how you're going to deal with it. Yeah, I can drown my sour, sour, you know, in um, drinking or taking a drug or whatever. Sure. But it's temporary. Yeah, it doesn't solve the thing. And so we try to help others today, you know, who are going through these to say, listen, you don't yeah. need to do that. And, and I, may, I may not be the expert on it, but I can certainly get you to somebody that can help you. So. Yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And then, so that's what the, you know, going through the counseling, they they help you through that. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think sometimes people feel like, uh, like even ashamed or embarrassed to go to counseling. Mm -hmm. They think, 
even though I've experienced this incredible tragedy, I should be able to handle it. Yeah, I think it's human nature to want to just try to, you know, do it yourself, um, whether you're a man or a woman, you know. But I think maybe a lot of guys who have a lot of pride issues, they, they're going to have struggle with that. What do you think the danger is when people have that mentality, like, I can, I can handle this, I just want to be alone, I don't need anybody? I think what happens is either you end up self-medicating or you end up pushing people away. Mm. Um, and then you fall into a very dark place. Yeah. And that's not healthy for anyone. Yeah. And that happened to some of my family members. They just didn't want to deal with it. And, yeah. And it eats them up. Yeah. And when you think of, you know, you're saying like the first few years you weren't able to like work, you were just in a really, really just mm. tough place. Um, tell me a little bit about that and what are some of the things mm. that like you were able to just, I mean, anything that you remember from that time? And it, it's tough. I don't remember a whole lot. Uh, even my family members, you know, they said you were like, a, you know, the, the walking dead, <laughs> yeah. a zombie, you know. Um, but I knew I had to do things and, you know, simple little tasks like mowing the lawn was therapeutic to me, yeah. you know, yeah. because I was doing something. Yeah. Um, but eventually, um, you know, I started doing the counseling during that time okay. and then it, it got me out of that, you know, path that I was just in Yeah. and I started relying on others and, um, I was able to, you know, finally say, well, I'm going to go back to work now. Uh, yeah. It was very hard. Yeah. Tell me about that. Yeah. I, I, I went back to work. Um, I did a couple consulting things for, at first, and, and I knew I wasn't ready. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. Things were really weighing on me. So I got a regular job, and I did okay, um, you know, but I didn't, my heart wasn't in it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, but it just took time. Yeah. And um, was there like a specific like event or moment or something where you were just like, okay, I can do today and like whatever? Or was it kind of like a gradual thing where you were able to start just coming out of that really dark place? Well, I think surrounding myself with uh, like-minded people was a big deal. Um uh, actually, um, people don't know, but I went to a thing called the Soul Fest and um, met a great guy there that, that helped get me through a lot of tough times there, even though it was just for a few days. And yeah. uh, I look forward to the next year and the next year. To, it's a yearly event. So. Yeah. so those are the types of things. You're looking forward to other things or seeing some people, again, your friends, and um, they can help you through those things. Yeah. And that's what my wife and I do today. We're now with Jacob Ladder Ministry, and we help others. We go around speaking to uh, men's groups, women's groups, uh, youth groups, um, to help them. You know, because everybody's got some story. It doesn't have to be a, a loss or a death. It could be something else, as simple as, a, you know, I lost my job or yeah. I lost my dog, you know. They're not in the same level, but it still hurts. Yeah. Sure. So we... We help those who've been in that, or even made, uh, you know, a, a life choice that, you know, uh, put them down a path of, of destruction, whether yeah. it be self-medicating or whatever. And, you know, 
we're there to listen to them and help them as well. Yeah, I think it's a beautiful thing when you can be in a space where somebody's experienced that incredible pain and just let them know, hey, I really understand. Like, mm-hmm. Without even having to say anything, like that other person knows that you you really have been there. Like you mm-hmm. know what that ugly crying is like. You know what like those moments where you're by yourself and you're just like, this is really rough. I think that's a really beautiful yeah. thing that you're willing to put yourself out there and like share that space with other people. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, I felt that deep pain. Yeah. And so I can relate. And, you know, whatever you need, we're there to help you. That's awesome. So I know people are going to be curious uh, more about Jacob's Ladder Mm -hmm. and just your story. Where is a place that they could find you? Do you guys have a website? Yeah, we do. It's on jacobsladderministries.org. And uh, you can go on there and read a little bit about the story and um, what we're trying to do. Um, It's it's growing every day, and we're going to be adding new things and... um, you know, we're and we're we're trying to get little chapters throughout uh, smaller communities. We're really focusing on the small communities at first, because mm-hmm. cities have all kinds of stuff going on, you sure. know. But the small communities seem to be left out in the cold sometimes. So, we we work there. Okay, awesome. So for um, the people that are listening out there, we can add this in our show notes so that people can mm-hmm. you know, look on there and uh, check it out. Yeah. But uh, I really appreciate your time with us today, and um, I think that your story is going to encourage a lot of people who are really going through some some tough things right now. Well, thank you. It was good to be here. Thank you for listening to the Organizing for Change podcast, where our goal is to empower coalitions, organizations, and individuals to bring positive change to their communities. To learn more about us or to get the show notes from today's episode emailed to your inbox, log on to our website. We hope you are inspired by today's show and keep up the great work. See you next time.